0: listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. In the wake of the November election, reporters from all over the country were flocking to Macomb County to find out what happened there. The county put Donald Trump over the top to win Michigan, the first time a Republican has won this state since 1988. Macomb County itself has been more of a political anomaly over the decades. It's often referred to as the home of the Reagan Democrats who uh, who helped put Ronald Reagan in office in 1980. Today, it might be the epicenter of another political realignment here in America. What's happening in Macomb? What are people there feeling? What's changed about their lives over the last eight years? And what are they worried about? What are they optimistic about? And will this political shift take root for years to come? I have a confession to make before we get to this conversation. Uh, A lot of the folks who have come here from national media organizations have called me uh, to to ask about Macomb County or to ask where to go to report on Macomb County. And I've found myself talking more about Macomb County uh, to people who are not from Michigan than I almost ever do. But in those conversations, I've sort of realized my own ignorance about Macomb County and specifically about people in Macomb County. And when I sit and think about it, it's hard for me to remember the last time I really engaged in meaningful conversation or substantive conversation or just even social conversation with people in Macomb County, that's not true of Wayne County, which is where I live. That's not true of Oakland County, where, if I leave Detroit, uh, is often the place that I end up going. I think a lot of us have real questions about and real ignorances about Macomb County, uh, what the people there are like, what they are thinking about, what they're worried about, and why, for instance, uh, they were so overwhelmingly motivated to vote for Donald Trump uh, to be our president. So we want to spend the rest of the show today talking about Macomb County. We don't want to just talk about Macomb County. Of course, we want to hear from folks in Macomb. If you live in Macomb County, give us a call. Lots of people in Macomb listen to the show. We hear from, from them a lot on the show. Uh, we especially want to hear from you today. Talk to us about the things that are on your mind, the things that worry you, the things that you've seen happen over the last eight years, and the things that you want to change. 313-577-1019 is the number to join that conversation. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work your comments into conversation. And joining me first to talk about Macomb County is Candace Miller. She, she was elected Macomb County's Public Works Commissioner on November 8th. But of course, she was a former member of Congress who represented Macomb and some other uh, counties in the state. Also, former Secretary of State here in the state of Michigan. Candace, welcome
1: to Detroit Today. Hey, good morning, Stephen. Yes. Good, to, good to hear your voice.
0: It's good to hear your voice. Uh, congratulations. I don't think I've talked to you since November 8th when you were victorious in your quest to become the Public Works Commissioner. I imagine that... Uh, uh, you you walked right into a firestorm. By the way, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, As the... we say
1: it's been baptism by fire here with this <laughs> sinkhole and surprise. Fraser. Yes. you are it's not a...
0: kidding. Uh, the job may be bigger than you imagined. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, look, I think there's uh, one of the things that there, if there's ever a silver lining to a crisis, in this particular case, the silver lining would be that people um, are becoming more and more cognizant uh, after Flint and now after this sinkhole that just because uh, our infrastructure is underground, the part of our infrastructure that is underground, and we don't see it Mm -hmm. uh, every day, that it does have a huge impact on our ability to conduct our lives uh, with normalcy and on uh, our quality of life. So um, this is an enormous uh, problem and a big challenge that we have, uh, particularly for the people in the immediate vicinity who are impacted, but about 600,000 People in Macomb County, uh, their waste is going through this uh, interceptor, right. so it's a, it is a uh, going to be a very expensive, uh, costly fix.
0: And that's a fix that we've known about for a long time. That we've mm-hmm. known we've had to make. It's just been it's been difficult to to focus. The resources that we have on on doing that isn't that
1: right? Well, it is because let's face it, we're uh, particularly if you're if you're in the political uh, world here, uh, if if no one sees sees this stuff and they, they they think well I'm flushing my toilet and everything's going along fine, <laughs> they don't want to hear you say well listen now we have to pay for this we've got to you know so uh, but I think people are now as I say I think people are now recognizing that uh, look you've got uh, infrastructure problems like this all over the country. And, uh, you know, talking about the national election, this was one of the things that Donald Trump talked about all the time. It was. Was how we have to invest in, in our infrastructure above ground, below ground, in our airports, uh, energy grids, uh, all of these kinds of things. And, uh, you know, people listened to that and thought, yeah, okay, I don't know. But they, they knew it was true. They yeah. knew it was true. Yeah, uh,
0: you uh, of course represented Macomb County in, in Congress, uh, uh, but but also, I mean, you're you are. I, when I think about Macomb County and I think of people that I know there who are sort of of the place, uh, you you come to mind uh, instantly. Uh, talk a little bit about what the dynamic uh, that that everyone is now interested in on a national level. Um, looks like to you in Macomb County in terms of what people uh, are concerned about, what was motivating them, uh, and why they sort of surprised uh, a lot of the national pollsters and pundits uh, by doing what they did on November 8th?
1: You know what? I just think that we are sort of, the. I mean, we're a blue-collar county, we're not like uh, some of the rich suburbs in uh, in Oakland County. God love them. I appreciate all of that, but we uh, we don't have much of that in Macomb County. Most of our folks are, uh, I always say, we might not be the uh, glitziest uh, place in the world, but I'll tell you one thing we know how to do. We know how to get up every day and work all day, mm-hmm. and we work hard here. And this is a county of of uh, community, uh, a, com- uh, a county of uh, of faith, very faith-based here. A family, very family-oriented county. People are concerned about making sure our schools are very, very engaged. I bet we have one of the highest levels of parental participation anywhere in the country here. Uh, people are very engaged with uh, with their kids' education and just trying to make sure they get through school. I mean, if they can afford to go to college, that's a bonus, I guess. But, you know, just uh, everybody's just working really hard. And so when you had Trump talking about what had happened to our manufacturing jobs, uh, that wasn't just a talking point for us. We live it. Yeah. We watch these jobs go to Mexico or, or wherever, China, et cetera, particularly to Mexico, quite frankly. And so that really resonated here, Stephen, when he talked about currency manipulation and the Chinese, when the Japanese were eating our lunch with this currency manipulation and they weren't uh, playing fair, which is true. The Chinese, they cheat. They just cheat on trade issues. Sure. Uh, And then, of course, all of this, uh, watching all of the, you know, you think about free trade. Okay, free trade, well, I'll trade with you and you trade with me. But instead of that, it was sort of like, okay, we're just going to take your jobs. (laughs) Somehow we didn't think that was very good. And uh, and I will also say this. I think what has happened with both Ford doing this thing at Flat Rock and also this most recent announcement just yesterday, from Chrysler, FCA, saying that they were going to invest a billion dollars in Toledo and in Warren, that is Trump. I, I
0: honestly believe that. See, people in the industry would say that that's not so, that these are, these are long-term decisions that take a long time to plan and that the boards uh, of these companies made these decisions even before the election, but do you, you think that, that, that he's already having that kind of effect?
1: on? I absolutely do. In fact, I listened to Mark Fields this morning, who was saying, you know, we looked at some of these things, but obviously we're reacting in some way to what the uh, administrative administration uh, policies are going to be. And you had uh, Sergio Marchione saying, uh, we're not policymakers, but we respond and react to what the policy is going to be. So... They don't make these uh, decisions in a vacuum or just in a boardroom somewhere. They're looking at – I mean, obviously, they're looking at the politics of what's going to be with these trade uh, issues. And and so, uh, I mean, I I don't think they can just come out and say, well, geez, we think if we don't hurry up and do this, Trump's going to slap a tariff on us, so we better get ahead of the curve. I really think that's what they did. And good. How great is that? And, you know, even that thing with Carrier – uh, with the air conditioning uh, manufacturer down so, in Indiana, uh-huh. <clears throat> everybody said, "Oh well, just like you know, yeah, they they made this decision in a boardroom or what, or maybe it wasn't the best, uh, uh, you know, uh, thing for Indiana to give these uh, uh, tax breaks out and that." I'll tell you one thing; I, I really do believe, Stephen. Part of it is the you can't even measure what is doing to the psyche of a county like Macomb and, and other uh, places across the country. But in a county like ours, we hear that stuff, and it just gives you such a, a feeling of, okay, man, Okay. This is what we've been talking about. We know how to build things. Just don't ship our jobs away. Yeah.
0: Uh, This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Candace Miller. She is the newly elected Macomb County Public Works Commissioner, former member of Congress representing Macomb County and some other areas uh, in the southeast uh, or the north-southeast part of our state. Uh, We're talking about Macomb County and uh, the vote in Macomb County in November for Donald Trump. Macomb County voted two times for President Obama, but this time uh, did not vote for Hillary Clinton, instead went strongly for Donald Trump, which of course has attracted a lot of attention, national attention, media attention on the county to see what's going on. What is the dynamic there that produced that vote? Uh, If you live in Macomb County, we especially want to hear from you today, 313-577-1019. Talk to us about what's going on in your world. What was going on in your mind on November 8th? Uh, when you went to the voting booth uh, and talk about uh, sort of the county. How is it changing? Is it changing? And what should that change sort of produce in your mind uh, to make things better? Again, 313 1019 is the number. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. Uh, we'll work your comments into the conversation. Um, uh, Candace, before we get to the phones, I, I, I want to ask you about this this switch uh, in Macomb County. Uh, as I said, Macomb County went twice for President Obama, which maybe that was the surprise. I'm not sure. Uh, but here uh, now it's sort of uh, gone in a different direction. What is it about uh, th- those two polls? I mean, those are two very, very different um, uh, politicians with very, very different ideas. What is it about either of them or both of them that that I guess uh, captured that that enthusiasm for people in Macomb?
1: Well, two things. I mean, you're never going to win an election without the right candidate, right? Uh, and so, you know, with the right message, with it, with everything else that goes on. I mean, that's the fundamental of any campaign. I don't care how many consultants you have or how much money you have. So. <laughs> Trump saw something that nobody else did. Obviously, he went through that, uh, you know, like a, a knife going through butter, really going through unbelievably strong, well-known candidates in the, in the primary, in the Republican primary. And then I think when he faced off against Hillary, I think she was a weak candidate uh, in this respect. I don't, I don't really think she ever really got her message straightened out. It was, uh, you couldn't quite put your hand around it somehow. It was like, okay, you know, and then she was doing a lot of this identity politics. Here we are worrying about trying to get a job uh-huh. in Macomb County, and she's talking about, you know, what bathroom people are supposed to use or whatever. And I don't think that makes anybody, you know, uh, like we're homophobes <laughs> or something, but it was sort of like, well, is that, I mean, we're, you know, we're, we, we have to go to work here. So you're going to be the president. What what can you do to help? So you us? feel like
0: people were less focused then on on those kinds of cultural issues and more on their on their economic well-being.
1: The economics of it all, and I'll tell you, the way he would talk about ISIS and that, it's it's. Uh, I guess you could uh, maybe boil it down to the word security, economic security, homeland security, and national security. And when you saw these terrible, terrible, unbelievably evil. Uh, ISIS and uh, in, in what they were doing to people. Yeah. Uh, you know, it demands the proper response from a person who wants to be the commander-in-chief to call it out for what it is. And uh, and I don't think she really, you know, I, I think she thought she was doing that, but it didn't seem to be, in my opinion, it wasn't forceful enough.
0: And well, I mean, and, uh, you know, you've you heard Donald Trump say really forceful things, but but also really bigoted things about uh, Muslims, for instance, uh, painting with a very broad brush, talking about adding, for instance, a religious test to immigration. Why didn't those things give people pause about what he was saying?
1: Well, I think that the media uh, ran with a lot of things that he was saying that people were sort of discarding and saying, look, that's not what the issue is. We are trying – you know, you're, they're worried about the economy. They're worried about national security. And, you know, even talking about border security – I was the chairman of the subcommittee on homeland security for borders right. and maritime and if I have any regret being in Congress it's that we could never get a border security bill passed but I'll tell you the American even though the Congress might not have had the political will the American people definitely have the political will and and I don't think that's you know Racist or anything to say that you want to have a secure border and that we have to get a handle on illegal immigration and and all these kinds of things. So I mean, he was very, he never was very nuanced.
0: <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> in what he said. He wasn't. We're going to build
1: a wall, in the Mexican. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no,
0: no, I mean that's pay
1: for it. And well... you know what? Everyone, you could either discard that or not, but you certainly understood it.
0: <laughs> that's uh, that's interesting because to me that's terrifying. I mean, uh, in all honesty, I mean, some of the things he said really brush up against my sensibilities when it comes to fairness uh, and and equality and things like that. And and I'm I guess what I sort of scratch in my head about is why that didn't resonate for people in Macomb County.
1: Because I I don't I don't find that terrifying at all. I don't find that I've been down to that border number of times and we there you have to have a multi-layered approach. I mean, you have to secure the border because what's coming through, not just the illegal uh illegals that are coming through there, it's the drugs that are coming through that sure. are I mean, oh my gosh, look what's happening in our in our not even in the inner cities all across America with this drug epidemic that's happening. I mean, this has got to be stopped to the best of our ability, and just having these totally open and porous borders right now is not uh is not a good thing. In, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Well, so, and, and, and a lot of people, I think, uh, found themselves in agreement with that. And, and that's, why, that's why we got the result we did. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Candace Miller, Macomb County Public Works Commissioner, as always, thanks for being here on Detroit Today.
1: Thanks so much, Stephen. Really Absolutely. good to talk to you, yes. and happy New Year. Happy and I look forward to too. being on your program again. You always, you know, <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting in your in your prologue there when you were saying that you you need to do uh, you need to engage more with the people of Macomb yeah, County.
0: Yeah, there's no question. There's and, no question. And and
1: I'm very appreciative of that because you're going to find that we're like pretty much anybody.
0: else. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And, we're all and, the same. Uh, and
1: and we're right here in the region, and we're a big county and growing, and uh, and we want to be engaged in uh, in everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, all right. I will catch up with you soon. Thanks so much. All right. Bye. Uh, we're going to continue our conversation about Macomb County next. Uh, Steve Beda, Democratic State Senator from Warren, is here. And Anthony Forlini, former state representative from Harrison Township. Stay with us on the phones to 313-577-1019. Stay with us on Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We are talking about Macomb County, which was the center of attention, really, uh, after the November 8th presidential election. People from around the country sort of looking at what happened uh, in Macomb County that changed it from a fairly blue county for the last two elections to a pretty red one in favor of Donald Trump. Uh, Joining me now to continue this conversation uh, are two people who. Know a lot about Macomb County as well. Steve Bita is a Democratic state senator from Warren, and Anthony Forlini is a former state representative from Harrison Township. Guys, welcome to Detroit today. Thanks right. for having us. Yeah. Nice yeah. to be here. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Uh, of course, we've uh, we just had Candace Miller uh, on the on the program talking about what she thinks motivated uh, people d- to vote the way they did. Uh, I want to get your quick reactions uh, to that too before we get to the phones. Uh, Anthony,
2: I'll start with you. Uh, were you surprised uh, on
0: November 8th?
2: You know what? I was. I was surprised. But then again, when I was out, I, I was running. I, I ran for Congress unsuccessfully. But as I was out on the streets talking with people, I saw Trump signs, Trump signs, Trump signs. The media's telling me something different. <laughs> but I saw Trump signs, and, and, and not just in Republican areas. It was broad-based. And and I thought something else was going on here, but again, the media was telling me something different, and so I was surprised, but in hindsight, I shouldn't have been so surprised. Yeah,
3: yeah, Steve? Well, uh, I've, I've run in Macomb County uh, originally for state rep and then state senate for a number of years now, and um, you know people in Macomb County are great, but I don't think you could ever throw them all in one shoebox and make a one-size-fits-all generalization, but one thing I will say about the people in Macomb is they're very good, they're very hardworking people, but they also uh, like to think for themselves and they're looking at what they think are their s- self-interest. It seems like a very su- a large switch to go from s- strongly supporting Barack Obama in 2008 and 2012 to um, uh, voting for Donald Trump yeah. in, in this last election. But you have to look at the, the economy. We're a manufacturing economy. Uh, people have a certain amount of angst and concern about what is going on in, in the economy. And and I think uh, they were they both candidates had their uh, strong supporters of course but they also had their strong detractors too. One thing I did notice with a lot of the people that supported uh, Donald Trump was uh, there was a, a very large level of enthusiasm uh, for him and I noted the same thing that my friend uh, Tony did too. Uh, is that you'd see Trump signs uh, kind of all over now? Signs don't vote. But sometimes it's an <laughs> but it's indication a sign of support. Yeah, it's a, sometimes right? it's an indication of the enthusiasm level that people have. I really think it kind of boiled down to economics, though. Uh, for a number of years, we have felt this. I've grew, grew up in an auto family. I grew up in an auto town. Um, yeah. You know, probably you cut me. There's probably a certain amount of motor oil is going to come <laughs> out of my veins. Uh, but I look at that and I look at what people are concerned about, and they're looking at what what. World competitiveness in this area, losing jobs mm-hmm. to China overseas. You go to the dollar store; nothing's made in this country. People say that all the time, and they're concerned about it. So, you had somebody came out with a very forceful message on manufacturing. His flawed messages in some other areas that they may not have agreed as much, but I think that manufacturing message uh, was something that really resonated in our county. Yeah, um, I, I, well, ahead. I agree. I, that
2: is that we are a working class community, and it wasn't just jobs. Jobs were very important, and it's interesting how a multi-billionaire, appeal to the working class person. Yeah, something odd about that, for sure. It certainly was, but he, he struck a nerve with him. But it wasn't just that. It was also the immigration issue. My dad's an immigrant from Italy. And, and some of the things he's saying is, hey, listen, I went to American school. Or my dad was, I want to, to American in a school. Why is it, what's wrong with these people that they don't want to come and, and, and do the same thing? And so that, that really uh, struck a nerve with him and in my family that Trump was saying what they wanted to hear. They want a little bit of fairness in this.
0: So, so uh, to, to, to sort of clarify that, as immigrants, they felt like the
2: rules should be applied uh, strictly to, to other people who want to come here. It, it should be applied to everyone fairly. And so to be an American required my dad, he went to American school. Right. And he had to learn American. He had to, and, and you know, in the house he never spoke Italian. He spoke American, he called it. He wasn't English, <laughs> it was American. And and that's you know, I never learned Italian in the house. I learned it in college because it was very important to be American. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, we have very different kinds of immigrants coming here now, and that's one of the things I think but, the, but,
2: uh, but it's the same. It's the same thing. They're, they're pursuing the American dream. They're not sure. coming here because they want to be uh, uh, they, they to be on social welfare. They don't want to be. You know, they want fairness. They want to they want a chance. They want a job. And this whole econ- economic thing, uh, as, as the senator said, was very important. You get jobs going, and all these other issues, these side issues. Become yeah, I th- I've heard a lot nonsense. of people uh, say that. I think that's
0: a very common sentiment. That that uh, when people's pocketbooks are uh, are full, then uh, some of these other things are not mm. worrying their mind. They, they
2: want to go to work. My dad yeah. says, "Give me a shovel. Yeah, I just want right. to go to work." He, he <laughs> yeah, was, right. The first thing he did when he came to America was get his Blue Cross card. His uncle <laughs> made it. and he changed his name from Antonio to Anthony. And then the third thing was he went to work the very next day. So <laughs> there you go. Let's let's get to the phones here. We got folks who
0: want to uh, chime in. Let's go to Bill in Macomb County. Bill, welcome to Detroit today. You there, Bill? Uh,
4: I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay.
0: Yep, I can. Go
4: ahead. Okay, Um, good morning, great show, and glad you're putting some focus on Macomb County. Um, So I'm I'm calling from some personal experience um, as a resident, and uh, um, just wanted to share, and I think a couple of your uh, your guests have certainly brought this up, that the county does have a much more um, uh, complex resident base uh, as far as its, um, you know, political diversity, and, and I happen to unfortunately be someone who was a bit disappointed in their election results. Um, and um, I thought Candace Miller brought up a couple of interesting points as far as um, Trump being a stronger candidate, um, and I, th- I think that did resonate, resonate with um, Macomb County residents. Um, one thing I found a little bit problematic, and um, she mentioned this as well as far as not being nuanced his approach wasn't nuanced, and I think that a number of people did miss out on some of the the issues that that we will potentially face as a result of of his election. Um, In particular, I'm thinking of appointing um, DeVos as um, an important person in in education, and those of us who work in education and um,
3: spend a lot of our time in that area
4: see see a lot of concern there.
3: And I also feel
4: it's, it's a really interesting paradox um, and I think we've seen a shift in Michigan as far as more pressure on unions and union workers. Um, well, I, I don't think we're going to see that support. So it, it's odd to me that, that people didn't look at some of the nuances of policy that could result wondering if
5: we'll see all the
0: effects unintended yeah. effects. Of- uh, you know, Bill, I think that's a really excellent point to make, and it's one of the things that I worry about. I mean, I think there are a lot of things that Donald Trump talked about doing uh, that people who voted for him uh, would actually not want to happen to them uh, and that there, there wasn't enough sort of incisive sort of digging into the, the sort of policy proposals that he was putting on the table to, to to sort of suss that out. And you know, you never want people to sort of uh, to sort of suffer, but but I, I fear that that's one of the things that will happen to some of the people who voted for him. For instance, I'm thinking of folks who have taken advantage of uh, the Medicaid ex- Medicaid expansion under uh, the Affordable Care Act. Uh, if that goes away, they would lose health insurance. Uh, If you voted for Donald Trump, that's what you voted for, though, and uh, I'm not sure that everybody quite understood that. Bill, thanks very much uh, for your call. Let's go to Vernon in Auburn Hills. Vernon, welcome to Detroit Today.
4: Yes, thank you, Stephen. Uh I can't uh, disagree more than your last caller. Uh, During Thanksgiving, sitting around a table and talking to friends and family in, in Macomb County and also at Christmas, These are staunch union people, and they were very adamant about uh, uh, Governor Snyder getting rid of the right to work, and all these people voted for Donald Trump, thinking he would bring jobs back, and what he's done with Ford and Carrier, they were ambivalent. Now they are prancing around that it was the smartest thing they did, and these people are not Republicans, and they don't even like Republicans, but they like what Donald Trump has done, and this is the union... Uh, support that he's receiving. Yeah. And it was so disappointed that Obama was un- unable to do any of this, what Trump is doing, and he's not even in office.
0: Yeah. Uh, Vernon, no, I, I, again, uh, sentiment I hear a lot from people uh, after the election. Thanks very much for calling and making that point. Let's go to Donna in Warren. Donna, welcome to Detroit Today.
5: Thank you. Yes, thank uh-huh. you. I am in Warren, Macomb County, and I am not a trump supporter and i'm very appalled by the election results not just a little bit disappointed but um... i'm going back to the infrastructure discussion you were having with candace miller Mm -hmm. and um, i don't think anyone would disagree about the long-term neglect of our infrastructure on a state and national level um... but people are forgetting about the constant obstruction against our current president president obama On all levels, but also specifically regarding infrastructure, his early plans for uh, infrastructure—excuse me, um, infrastructure—plans to bring people to work, and he was obstructed in that. People, people forget about that. Yeah, Um, they do. That was Republican obstructionism, and it just really bothers me when I hear people talking about Trump and his wonderful plans, but he. Ah, oh, he uh, has all his products made in China or <laughs> yeah, other places does, right. around the world. <laughs> yeah, as right. does physician heal
0: thyself, right? Yeah. Uh, thanks for, very much for the call. We've got about a minute left, uh, Anthony leaving You wanted to? Well, I, I
2: just, I, I just want to chime in. It's not just a Barack Obama. It's, it's not just about Democrat Republican. You listen, at the state level, we had the same. Very, very, very difficult conversation regarding infrastructure. Sure. And uh, we finally got a package through and it wasn't and we had a Republican governor that wanted, you know, a, a fairly big package. You and couldn't get got it. a Republican yeah. legislature that really was, was uh listen, people need to pay for these things. Yeah. And our constituents well, and are –
0: that's them. one of the yeah. things that I think is really interesting in McComb right. is how do you get folks to understand you have to pay to maintain these things. But we will we will continue that conversation another time. We'll definitely have you guys back. Steve Bita, Democratic State Senator from Warren. Anthony Forlini, former state rep from Harrison Township. Thanks for being here.
3: Thanks for having us. Absolutely.
0: It's, it's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will too. This is 1019 WDET Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station. See you
4: tomorrow.